Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is Hog Reaction. Splits the double team, lobs it for Graham and a two-hand flush. Second time we've seen that today. Bennyfield. Hog Reaction is presented by KC Insurance Partners. KC Insurance Partners, local people helping local people. Go to kcinsuranceharrison.com for more information. So in the ESPN Arkansas studio, Zach has the Duke and Clemson highlights. And I don't think there's a team in college basketball that gets more home field <laughs> calls than the Duke Blue Devils. In really any sport, I, I, I would say like Alabama and Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, pick a baseball venue in college baseball. I have never seen a team get more calls than the Duke Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Are, you gonna, are they going to go there next year? Uh, as part of the ACC Challenge, that's up to the leagues. They, they, it's supposed to be quote-unquote random. So, I, I mean, Arkansas will probably be on the road next year. But, uh, you know, what do you think about going down to the Dean Dome? I, would, I, I got a chance to tour that uh, two years ago. It's pretty cool. Uh, either way, I'd be going, down going to the Chapel Hill <laughs> or uh, uh, Durham, North Carolina. But for now, we talk about the team that came from Lexington, ended up beating you by six tonight. Arkansas, again, uh, tied all night long for the most part till the tail end. Musk was talking about the post game. I'm, I'm listening to him during the breaks, just kind of discuss things after the game and whatnot. Uh, Matt, for about eh, 25 or so minutes, uh, Arkansas played some of the best basketball they played all season. Maybe not offensively, but defensively. And it, you just wonder if they can... Ha- You've been through some emotional losses. What usually happens after like a, a close loss at home to a ranked opponent and you go on the road? Like, does it, Do you see a drop-off or do you see it kind of galvanize the team heading into their next game? Yeah, you, you know that, that that's that's very true, Ty. Especially when you hear the news about Devo, uh, you wonder when the players knew. Uh, it, it was emotional, you know. Game days coming in, uh, you, your backs are against the wall. We go out there and win the first half. That was our second half of basketball. This this Arkansas team has won in the SEC. Um, it, it was like that, man. They were fighting, and it was kind of like they ran out of gas. It's like if you had your your other two stars, if if Debo and, and Brazil were in the rotation of players, uh, maybe we'd have had a little left in the tank. But you you have to be proud of the effort this team gave tonight. And you bring up something that I noticed in the arena, and I bet you two noticed on TV a lot of hands on hips. I mean, I saw Battle, I saw Lawson, and, and I saw Mitchell, and they were giving all they had. I mean, it, it was an incredible display of effort. But Zach, you could tell that. Again, the fitness aspect, they got worn down by Kentucky, who, who cycled in a lot more guys yeah, se- than they did. Seven guys played double-digit minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the five starters and Makai Mitchell, who played probably his best game, the mm-hmm. best game of his career uh, here at Arkansas. Je- Jeremiah Davenport played 13 minutes because they won all the hustle stats. You, know, you talk about the block shots, the steals, the turnovers. They won the rebounding battle, 44-39. They did everything you could ask them to do. They just couldn't close the game. Does Brazil or Devo make a difference? You know, Woulda, coulda, shoulda. They were there. And that's what's important is, I mean, I think everybody went in there kind of, you know, with one eye to the sky going, you know, let's just try and keep it close. And and they did. And they did more than keep it close. They, they, they had opportunities in the second half to close them out. They just couldn't get it done. And there's a reason Kentucky has that six next to their name. They're pretty dang good. Uh, Arkansas get there. Uh, but you can build off of this. You know, you heard Chuck in the in the postgame talking about the rotation. I think we know, you know, you're down to the seven or eight guys. You know who they are now. 
And you, you, I think you roll forward with those eight guys. And you sprinkle in you know, opinion and a blocker here and there when you need them. But I think you know who your eight are when Brazil gets back. So Missouri is still uh, winless in conference play, Matt, and they're trying to get their first win this Wednesday night. 7.30 game on the SEC Network, I believe. And Arkansas trying to get their, their, their second win. So albeit you just played one of the top three teams in the, the league, you still have a great chance on Wednesday night, Matt, to – to get just your second conference game of the season. Yeah, and I think this team kind of knows what going forward. They they know how the rotation is when you take those two guys out. I mean, like like Zach said, uh, you, you know exactly who's going to be playing going forward. I, did you guys like the style that we went with tonight? Which I, I thought it was pretty good that we slowed things down. You, you you we took a fast break if we had it, but if not, it was almost like we slowed things down and kind of shortened the game a little bit and limit their possessions and tried to keep it as close as we could for as long as we could. How many times have we seen you know off a rebound, Devo grab the ball and he races up the court out of control? And it ends mm-hmm. up in a turnover or something like that. I thought they did a better job just simply managing the basketball tonight. Yeah, the Basic turnovers stuff. were a problem. They had nine assists tonight. Uh, nine, nine assists tonight, 13 turnovers. Um, and, and what's funny is uh, Kentucky, exact, the, the exact opposite. 13 assists, nine turnovers. The, the turnover thing, that, that was kind of a bugaboo in the first half. And I swear to you, man, they had five turnovers in the first 10 minutes. They turned it over twice instead of five times. That's a 16-point lead at the 10-minute mark. And that makes it really, really difficult because Kentucky, what were they? They came out of the block. They were like one of 11. They, yeah, and they were like two for 21 at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just couldn't They couldn't hit, and Arkansas just couldn't, you know, they couldn't step on their throats and, and get a big lead. So you think about the point guard situation, guys. We don't see Keon Minifield at all tonight. It's out of control. Um, we saw, uh, you saw a little bit of Layden Blocker. Um, but the majority of the time, it was L. Ellis that was bringing the ball. If you saw a little bit of Caleb Battle, a little bit of Dramon Mark, but I would say of the 32 minutes that LL has played, probably 30 of them, he was commanding the ball 31 or whatever. And I, I wonder, are we going to see Minifield on win? I mean, is are, is he done with him? I know he's, again, hasn't had the most productive conference games, but really no one has. And I he's gone, he's shifted back more to battle as of late, which initially battle wasn't getting much run. I, uh, we've seen sparks from Keon Minifield, and we didn't see him at all tonight. I, I, I keep looking at the assist to turnover with L. Ellis. One assist, five turnovers. I mean, that you can't you can't entrust your point guard who who's got a, a one to five turnover to to assist to turnover ratio. You got to find somebody that can value the basketball, and I don't know who that is. Uh, I think they believed Minifield was going to come in and give him that guy, but I I honestly don't know at this point who you trust with the basketball. Yeah, you know, because battle battle's not really a point guard, and if Mark Mark's if he's guarding the team's best player, you don't want him. He can't. You just don't have the energy to bring the ball up. So it's yeah. got to be Ellis or, or Minifield. Those that's kind of the it's what we got to roll with this year. Well, who do you think it should be? Again, our caller text line, McCarty Daniel Hotline, eight six six two eight five four thousand five. You've got some thoughts on the point guard situation on Devontae Davis or the six point loss, any other part of the game that stood out to you? You can get in here with Hog reaction. Presented by our friends at KC Insurance Partners. And Kevin and Ricky Cowan, they help out local people because they are local people. So whether it's your health or life insurance, they're going to make it simple at KCInsuranceHarrison.com. That's KCInsuranceHarrison.com. More hog reaction coming up on ESPN Arkansas and hit that line. 
BetOnline.com. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. This is Hog Reaction. Splits the double team, lobs it for Graham and a two-hand flush. Second time we've seen that today. Bettyfield. Hog Reaction is presented by KC Insurance Partners. KC Insurance Partners, local people helping local people. Go to kcinsuranceharrison.com for more information. So Arkansas basketball drops to one in six in conference play after a six-point loss to Kentucky Wildcats, sixty-three to fifty-seven tonight. Just listening to Eric Musselman, uh, he doesn't seem guys like his typical out-of-his-mind angry self following losses. He keeps coming back to the word, Zach, your favorite buzzword, connectivity. <laughs> and he he keeps coming back to that. I wonder for, for everyone listening right now, what should we take away from this, this loss tonight? I mean, no Devo Davis for the time being. We'll see if that ends up being a permanent thing or just it's now. He didn't have Trevin Brazil. You played maybe your best defensive game of the season, but you still lost. I'm still trying to figure out, maybe I need to kind of permeate on this the next day or so, what I'm taking away from this basketball team. Because, Matt, I'm going to be honest, Musk seems more positive in this press conference than negative, and I'm kind of honestly surprised by that. They were definitely more cohesive this game. That's that's for sure. They I thought they were played more on the same page. I mean, just the last week, the, the last game they played, they had nine turnovers in the first nine minutes. Didn't know what they were doing uh, on offense. But I thought they moved the ball well. I thought they had a plan. They got in their sets. Uh, they, they ran some actions off of it. They, it wasn't just go down, throw it, clear out, uh, let somebody go one-on-one. They, they actually had some stuff going, and, and they, they still at times, Zach, you're right, that you know you got to have, have better production out of your point guard. And at times he was slow, I thought, to kind of move that ball around the horn. He would kind of get stuck with it a little bit. You, the, when we did the post game on the, uh, the Texas A&M game, you started talking about passing with a purpose. And if you watch those two teams tonight, the guys in blue passed with a purpose. Arkansas gets into the, they just get uh, – Jay Billis used the word labor. Uh, when it comes to their offense, it's it's laborious to watch them get into their get into their offense. Kentucky was quick; they were with the, their offense was moving towards the basket by about the twenty second mark on the shot clock. Uh, if you watch, if you watch last year's team with Anthony Black, or two years ago with JD Note, or or even Jalen Tate, I agree with you, Zach. It just, as you said, takes sometimes so long to get into sets, and if you waste like. Even five seconds of the mm-hmm. shot clock in today's age in college basketball, where defenses are good as they are, you're done. They, and- they had a possession off an inbounds in the second half, and Jay Billis pointed it out that the inbound went to L. Ellis. He dribbled the ball for 20 seconds, dropped it to Makai on the box, and then he gets called for a travel. There was one pass in the possession. I, I think Musselman in his post game said there were 197 passes. Their goal is 200. Now, in, in recent weeks, that number's been down around 140, but this goes back to what Matt was talking about. Matt, if you can explain it again for anybody that's popping on, passing with a purpose. 
Yeah, you know, you, you make the defense move, you know, because you, you have a formation, you have a plan of uh, plan of action, and when you pass the ball and when you cut, you can do that as well. It's it's harder to play defense. It takes more energy, more effort to play defense. And the thing you saw what Kentucky did to Arkansas is they kept passing, and then as that shot clock goes down, and then there's four seconds left or six seconds left, and you've made 11 passes, nine passes in a possession, all of a sudden you got you get lost with your eyes and you get an easy bucket. I thought late – uh, exactly what they did late late the last five minutes of the game Kentucky started getting more uncontested jump shots well and that, that part, some of that is Arkansas started to get wear, yeah. worn down and they were chasing a lot of Kentucky guys because when you have this Kentucky team that Cal has is maybe the best shooting team in Lexington that is he he's ever coached and usually you think about Kentucky long athletic uh, maybe an All-America or two. This team can shoot the absolute you-know-what out of the basketball. I mean, it was 7-for-11 I mean, from uh, from the arc in the second, in the second half. half. I mean, just, just scorching the nets you in under, the second half. Like, you understand Shepard and Reeves. That like that makes sense. But then you got other guys. They're four and five guys that can stretch four. And they, they, Trey like, Mitchell, I mean, would pop out and hit a three and, on you. And he hit three. And Musk said he usually hits about one a game. So that's really difficult on Chandler Lawson, Makai Mitchell, Jalen Graham to not only help in the pick-and-roll situation – but get out, and yet they still did a good job and limited Kentucky to just 63 points on that. That's a good Kentucky team. It's a softer, while they make up, uh, while, while they have do have some levels of success on the uh, on the shooting side, on the offensive side, guys, that's one of the softer teams that he's had. You think about just a physicality standpoint, and th- th- maybe they'll get it figured out because they're freshmen, but they are not as necessarily as physically intimidating. They've got size, but not the typical strength that you're seeing in, in, in blue and white. Yeah, I thought Lawson did well on, on the paint as, as well. Um, yeah, they're they're more a perimeter team. You're right. They don't have that that big, but you like you said, the their big guy, Z, he, he didn't play much. Uh, they can fill it up, that's for sure. I think Kentucky's a team that – I don't know Final Four, but I'd say Elite Eight type quality. They they can get hot and and, and they're going to be tough in March. And, and the way they're designed, I mean, Matt, this is like running a four verts with an under. You can get lost. Guys get lost in traffic, and then all of a sudden they pop out the backside. They're wide open for an easy three. That's right. Their their ball movement, their understanding of each other, and and their spacing. Uh, that's the one thing Arkansas has struggled with, and and I thought going forward. Uh, or when we got this collection of guys in, that we'd, we we would be a better shooting team. Uh, and, and it does. When you start making down shots, you start knocking them down, it gets confidence. And this team is just – I think we, we're going to Missouri. We're, we're going up there to try to get a victory. And if we do, we, we could just be one win away from getting a little confidence. You need some confidence at this point after, again, your sixth conference loss at this point, only one. They've actually won seven games. And got a text here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Again, if you want to call or text us, you can do so. 866-285-4005. Not a fan of L. Ellis. This texter from Harrison would rather see Blocker because he's a spark plug on D and he can get to the rim at well. At one point, guys, I saw Musselman bring Blocker to the scorer's table and and then sat him back down. He played a little bit in that first half, and then just didn't end up with a lot of minutes. Ended up with five total minutes tonight, three fouls in those five minutes. But he was minutes. plus seven in those five minutes. So he was had the, when he was on the floor, he was effective. Ellis, and I know the the plus minus, that's an old hockey thing, but L. Ellis was minus 10. And that's not that that's not the kind of efficiency you're looking for in your point guard. Yeah. It, 
do you think Muss is just scared? And I know he did it last year, Matt, with Anthony Black, but guy's six seven. His vision out the walls, dude. He's just a what? He's what a Anthony runner. Black is a NBA player. NBA player. L. Ellis he's, is not. Well, I, what I was asking is, do you think he's just scared to entrust the point guard role in a true freshman with Layden Blocker? Even again, AB is kind of an anomaly based on his size, his skill set, and his IQ. But do you think he's a little, again, worried, Matt, trusting in Layden Blocker? Maybe that's why he didn't get as much play as some people think he should? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm familiar enough with Blocker's game, but what I've seen out of him so far is he's not necessarily a true point guard like a Minifield or an Ellis. He, he's more of like a, a Mark or a Diva, where at times he can alleviate a little pressure, he can bring it up, but he's not really that, that guy. And maybe he is next year. So I guess that's a long way of me saying – I don't know if he's ready right now to actually be that point guard. I do remember the Duke game. He had a couple of those costly turnovers when you probably should have beaten Duke by double digits, and it ended up being a lot closer than it would. So maybe a culmination of that game, what must season practice. And he always comes back, and he'll occasionally say this during a, a post game or in the uh, just a, a regular press conference during the week. We see them twice a week maximum, right? Mm -hmm. He sees them every single yep. day. So we, we can only basically make our opinions and justify what we think based on the course of 80 minutes during a game and or Matt, two games. Matt, you tell me. I thought the shot selection was better today than it has been in recent weeks. They just didn't knock them down. They were they were getting open looks, and I, I, they just couldn't knock, knock shots down. I didn't feel like we were throwing up threes with two seconds on the clock like, it, like, we've, like we saw at Ole Miss, like we saw at, uh, at Georgia. No, you're right. I know Khalif Battle, it, after uh, El had hit that three to, to start the game, uh, it was the very next possession. Uh, it wasn't four seconds off the shot clock, and then he, he threw up a step back three. And then after that, it didn't look – you're right. It looked like we had better ball movement. I thought, seriously, I thought offensively, I know we didn't hit the shots, but I thought it was one of our better games as far as how we moved and how we passed the ball as a team. Well, you're going to have to take, again, some of the – I, I I hate to say like the, the the success that you had in a loss tonight and translate that to a win on Wednesday because if you fall at one and seven in SEC play and it's already looking as bad as grim as it can but you don't need to lose to Missouri they have yet to win an SEC game this season you can beat Missouri on Wednesday night and take what you did a little bit tonight and transform that hopefully a little point guys I I know it's early but I am curious y'all's opinion do we see Devontae Davis play for Arkansas the rest of the season, or is his career done? And I know maybe this is that's a topic you need to mull over for another 24 well, I think hours. You need or so. to know what the situation is before. You, See, I don't think we're going to ever know. Kind of like no, but but Musselman knows, and it, it, depending on what the situation was, if he just went AWOL and you never and he was gone and didn't show up or whatever, okay, that's one thing. If there's a legit you know a reason that, for his absence, then yeah, of course you're going to welcome him back. Yeah, you, you want to have all the information you can have. And, and you know, the, I, I go back to something Coach Nutt used to say. It, it, it is the best days of your life as far as his basketball days. You know, in it, it, it playing a, a team sport and competing with some individuals that, that are like-minded, this is it's pretty cool moment in life uh, to, to be able to experience this. And so you hope that he's he's healthy mentally. You hope that he's healthy what was spiritually and, and, and physically all the ways. You hope that he, he gets it figured out and – uh, that he's able to enjoy basketball because that's uh, that's the main thing. You want him to be fine. Matt said on the McCarty Daniel hotline, just texting in, they almost got him out of depression, and yet he's still wallowing in misery. <laughs> will, will, is it willowing or wallowing, Zach? I'm about to have a tieism. 
The wallowing or willowing in misery? Wallowing. Wallowing right. in misery, yeah. So he is still at that point in time. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Hog Reaction against presented by our friends at KC Insurance Partners. Call our Texas 866-285-4005. More coming up on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Got a text out of the 479 on the McCarty Daniel Hotline saying it was so close and they just broke down. What happened? Well, the turnovers and not executing on offense in the first half kind of led to it. And they just got tired, guys. I think, Matt, you said it. Zach, I think you said it, and I've said it. I mean, you could just tell it at a point of the game, all the all the starters or the guys that were in there were just gassed because they, they, they were having to do so much on the other end against Kentucky, and they just they ran out of it at that point. Kentucky's also pretty good. I mean, they, they played probably their worst half of basketball, and uh, and Cal kind of got into them at halftime, and they came out and they played better in the second half. But, uh, I mean, the combination of – them being real good and uh, Kentucky, you know, Kentucky being really good and, and Arkansas wearing down, you know, that it's it's kind of what you get. Zach, do you want to read this other text from David and Rogers? Uh, no, okay. not, not particularly. No. <laughs> did you, Matt? Did you feel that? Uh, did you feel that same way? It, like just it, it falling apart? It, it just come down to physical condition and fitness at the tail end. Well, you knew you knew that Kentucky was going to make a run, and, and it was how we respond. And and I think Zach, you brought this up in the very first segment that when when a team goes one of eleven, uh, one of thirteen, uh, two of twenty three, what something like that, you have to be up fifteen, sixteen, yeah. eighteen. You got to take advantage of it. And we didn't we didn't take advantage of that early. Well, let's take advantage of a phone call from Greg and Farmington. Greg, welcome into the the program tonight. Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to give the Hogs a thumbs up because, you know, I've been at all the home games this season and by far a definite improvement tonight, especially in Mitchell. I mean, I don't know how how long it was, but I remember one time looking up and he had already had seven rebounds. So uh, I'm definitely I'm get, giving the guys a thumbs up. I mean, we don't know the time frame, whether this was hours, because uh, I've heard both. I've heard it happened hours before the game. I've heard it happened minutes before the game, this situation with Devo Davis. But the fact is, for them guys to overcome it and be able to play as tight as they get, as they did, uh, I definitely feel if this had been two or three days, we may have got seen a different result tonight, so that's my uh, that, that's my thoughts on it. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. And hey, through the tusk, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Greg, appreciate the call, man. I do wonder that you pose a great point. How long did the players have to realize that Devo was wouldn't Devo, be playing? Was Devo seen at the gym today? That would be kind of my question. Would, would, was, did he make an appearance at all this he morning? He was at or? a Fayetteville Elementary School yesterday. Um, I saw some uh, some <laughs> stuff online with him. Um, seemed usually seemed to be in good sh- spirits yesterday. Usually they'll have a shoot around. You know, was he at the was he at the last team shoot around? That would kind of be, and that's tough, man. It, these ki- these kids are emotional. That that's tough. And and Devo is supposed to be be the leader. This. This season has just been a, a whirlwind of, of craziness in a, in a variety of ways, and I I don't think I should not not this is not a, like a personal shot at Devo. This is just like more of a this doesn't surprise me how the season is gone right that this is happening. And again, we don't know what's personally going on behind the scenes with Devonte Davis, whatever it is, if it's affecting him. Obviously, 
not playing right now for either an undisclosed period of time, permanent. We don't know at this point. He stepped away from the basketball team. That's basically, we got the statement from the UA. You just hope he's okay. Uh, and I saw a lot of uh, differing points uh, that were texted to me and, and on social media. Um, and Zach, I think you made a really solid point earlier. It's just a matter of, like, we can't really make a fair assessment without knowing the full yeah. knowledge and details and, of the situation. Yeah, there's nothing to there's there's nothing to see here until we know what the we know what the facts are. We may never know. Um, it is the second time that he sort of stepped away from the program. And look, those guys live in a fishbowl and things haven't been going well and people like us are banging on them every day, talking about how bad they're playing and this and they hear it. I mean they'll tell you they don't hear it, but they hear it. Yeah. And at, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, man, that can be a bit Matt, you know you know better than anybody. What that's like? It's it's tough. It, it really is, and and I always tried to stay away. And I know now, though, with, every, with your phones connected to your hip, you have social media. Uh, Coach Nutt, I thought, did a great job of of kind of having a us against the world mentality. And and you got to you got to block out the the outside noise. And, and it is tough because you because you, you get you take things personal. You're an alpha. You're a competitor. Uh, and and the truth is. The only people that know what's really going on are the people inside that locker room. Matt, true or false? When, when, I mean, when you were in the NFL, every player on that team, all the big-name players, you, you, you're one of them. You're a first-round pick. But you guys are, are, are a business within a business. You, know, you, have your, you have your personal business and the things that you're trying to handle as a player, but then there's the team business. Didn't have that when you were in college because you know players weren't getting paid. You didn't have social media. Now those guys are a brand and a business. It's very very similar to being in the NFL. It, it you know what Zach? It does kind of take the, some of the the child the childlike joy out of it. It, it, it is it is a business and it is it it is a hundred percent real. You know, and and it's a lot more stressful the higher up you go, and uh, you know you have back to back. Uh, runs in the tournament. I guess three years in a row, Devo's made runs in the tournament. And then stat-wise, he's having his worst year that, that he's had at, at, as a Razorback. Uh, and so, you know, it's got to be heavy on him. I know the game did not go like we wanted down the stretch, but you did have the benefit of college game day, which is not just a car wash for your basketball program, but your university. Yeah, no, you know, okay crowd. I'm not going to say it was a terrible crowd, but a, or a great crowd earlier this morning, but I know for Eric Mosselman, not that his mind isn't always on recruiting, but guys, that's, I mean, that's the next thing. I mean, I'm not going to say this basketball team, it's the season is completely over, but your next step to get out of this hole is recruiting the players that are going to help you next season. And they at least got a, a good chunk of free marketing this morning for an hour, more honestly, more than an hour on ESPN. And uh, I wonder, again, with the game being on the four-letter network, Arkansas ended up losing, but how many uh, potential recruits you saw, not just in the transfer portal potentially, but high school-wise, got a chance to watch this game and watch game day today. The more and more I talk to high-level college basketball players, the less and less I believe it's about the, you know, what where is the team right now? It's about money, and it's about who can pay what for your services, especially at the top end mm -hmm. of, of the college basketball spectrum. Certainly, it gave you it gave you some exposure. Maybe there's a player that hadn't uh, hadn't considered Arkansas that sees the crowd gets excited. But in the end, this is a very transactional business. It's what is the what is the number at the bottom of that line and uh, on that end line, and that's going to be the one that's going to have the best chance to sign the high end guys. Matt, I, I do wonder is you played 
you're an Arkansas kid. You also play with some kids out of state as well. And just kind of the combination that you always talk about, you maybe combine the, the lesser talented, not in your case, but the lesser talented Arkansas kids with the maybe more talented out of state kids. How do you think Musselman kind of navigates that now with the portal, the guys on his roster, and, and, and just moving forward? How, how much do you think his philosophy needs to either change or shift with everything going on right now? Well, I think Musselman's one of the best there is in the game right now at getting guys out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't know why what what we missed on this year as far as was it money was the reason we didn't get Grant Nelson was because we didn't pay him the uh, we we didn't pay him the money he wanted. Uh, the reason we didn't get somebody else, you know, and then we had to go with these guys. I don't know the 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 back end of that, but I think Mus does just as good a job as anybody of, of finding talent in the portal. I don't know why we're so enamored with kids outside the state. If if you look, if you look over the last thirty years, twenty years, ten years, five, Arkansas, you got to keep your in-state guys because we've been putting NBA talent. The state of Arkansas has been putting a lot of NBA talent, and there's there's enough there's enough talent in this state if you can keep some of it here. Uh, to, to win with, but yeah, there's so much talent around uh, the country, and there's no reason that Musk wouldn't use all his relationships. He's been on the West Coast. He's an NBA guy, you know, coaching at Nevada. He's been all over, coached, what did he coach, the Puerto Rican national mm-hmm. team or Venezuela? You know, <laughs> he's a Venezuelan team. So yeah. he uses he uses all his resources. I, I really, I hope Coach Musk is our, our coach for the next 10 years. I really think he is one of the best at, at, at portal shopping. And I, you mentioned the transactional aspect, Zach. I don't think, and and this isn't the case for every player, but it is a lesser degree of a transactional thing when you get an in-state kid. Now, those kids aren't necessarily blue chips right away or immediately good to go on the college game like you get out of the transfer portal. And again, I, I was very clear, it's not always that case. But you still have that Arkansas connection Arkansas love and this is not like football where there's a talent disparity when you match up Arkansas Mm. high school Arkansas basketball is is about as plentiful as it gets when it comes to getting high caliber D1 college basketball players state's got I mean state I mean look there's a five star down in Little Rock who's going to Missouri and or Botang, yeah, yeah. Bo- Botang, and uh, there's a there's a four star here in Springdale that uh, is, is is an Oklahoma lean at this point um, there are play. You go back, to, what three hundred and sixty-five days? Nick Smith is on the roster. That's an Arkansas kid. Yeah, he went to IMG and or Monteverde and 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 comes back here. But you know, you're you're in a situation where the in-state kids. I don't know if you get a discount, but you certainly get you get in the door because you're the home you know the home state guy. Yep, we'll see. Uh, again, Arkansas recruiting wise, you got two high school freshmen coming in. Uh, Isaiah Elohim. And uh, oh, Jaden Shelley, kid from uh, Link, Missouri, that went to or Branson, Missouri, Link Prep, that went to the same school as Jordan Walsh did for a little bit. All right, we're gonna take a short break here on Hog Reaction, and if you want to call or text us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, do so at eight six six two eight five four thousand five. More Hog Reaction presented by KC Insurance Partners coming up. All right, back here on the Woohoo! It's right. What day is it? Saturday. Saturday. You heading to Dixon afterwards? Uh, I am uh, heading out, not to, mm. to Dixon Street. 
Matt Jones, do you have any big plans tonight? We haven't we haven't got into our uh, activities after this. Are you going to pass out after this, Matt? I have uh, I have the basketball game on right now. It's halftime. Lakers are sixty eight. <laughs> Warriors are sixty three. Uh, I'm an old man. I'm not a young a young whippersnapper like you. I'm no spring chicken, Ty. <laughs> It sounds like Zach's. Uh, Zach's got uh, some no, big plans. I, I know. I've got a. Uh, my daughter has half of her basketball team over at my house right now. I'm dreading. They, they, they are alone. At, yeah. How how old look? Is it? Hey, hey, look, you all want to roll with them? Good luck, man. That that is a mean group of girls. Six of them. Six of them. And they're all staying the night. They're all in my house right now. They will all be there all night. We have one rule on on sleepover nights. It's if you no wake boys. Me, no, well, yes, but <laughs> if you wake me up, everybody's going to bed. If I don't hear anything, y'all You're can just stay up as late as you want. I don't care. Ah, oh, to be young, to be <laughs> to be that young again, where you all you didn't have to worry about anything in, in your life at that point. Sounds like a good time. Well, Arkansas basketball's got to worry about a one in six conference record you travel to Missouri who has yet to win a conference game to this point you managed to escape and, and get a win against Texas A&M uh not too long ago and we've we've talked about kind of just the setup for the what's going to happen moving forward and whatnot guys I I know those guys got tired tonight and I, Mark's coming off his his migraines which probably didn't help I mean Reese played great defense on it, but it probably didn't help his shooting as well uh I could see must kind of rolling with that same group that we saw a lot of, again, a lot a lot of college basketball experience in that group. And it's weird saying in a loss, but that might have honestly been the the best game when you look at that defense this year. I know it's hard to say that with offense, and you beat Texas A&M because you just couldn't miss, but maybe he rolls with kind of this rotation, these guys moving forward starting Wednesday night. Yeah, no question, Ty. I think you're right. This is the first game uh, in conference play that we won the rebounding battle. Uh, I, I did. I thought the team played well together uh, for the most part and just didn't take advantage of some early opportunities and, and then kind of ran out of gas late. But if you look at it as far as playing together and playing for each other, I 100% thought this was the, the best game they'd done that so far in conference play. I got a chance to see Missouri back in December. Uh, they played Kansas. That's not a, the, the good news is Missouri's a perimeter-based team. Uh, they're, they've got some wing guys. They've got some guys that can shoot. But Vanover's their inside presence, and we all know what that looks like. So I, th- this could be a game where you know you ma- it's a favorable matchup at least um, when, when you go up there. And, and let's be honest, Columbia is not an intimidating place to go play. Uh, if you get the kind of effort you got tonight against Kentucky, I think you give yourself a chance. Nothing's guaranteed in the league, but I think you do give yourself a chance. And. We, we brought up L. Ellis's numbers, which are not great. And I like L. I got a chance to talk with him in the offseason. Um, but he just hasn't materialized at the point guard position like I think Eric Musselman, the staff, expected him to do. I would I would guess, and this is my, my uneducated guess, Matt, that he was expected to really lock down that role off se- all season. And it's kind of been back and forth between him and midfield. We've seen a little Devo, a little Lane Blocker at that position. But... Uh, point guard has just not been a strength for Arkansas this year, especially after last year with Anthony Black. L has not finished uh, as good as I thought he would. He he has a quick first step. He gets into the paint. He's a pass-first guy. He's looking for people, not a lot of cutting. But when he does try to shoot it, does try to finish – he he's not. It's like he. It's almost like he's not comfortable, or he doesn't even understand because they're, they're kind of. He gets open shots. He gets into the paint. He he does create some havoc. He just not. He doesn't finish as good uh, as as I thought he would. But he can. I think that the the thing that he he does is he keeps putting himself in that position. 
Uh, and so maybe he can. The, the thing I have for you guys, do you think Mitchell can continue this up and get a double-double against Missouri? I mean, you hope so. And the thing about big men is you kind of have to feed them early to get them going on the defensive side of the, the, the basketball. It's not just about um, – Get, uh, if you do that on offense, then they kind of have just like an energy to them. And I thought Makai, like with all the length and size that Kentucky had, I, I know they're not the most, um, like the biggest in terms of their girth and, and just their weight, but Makai held his own tonight, as did Chandler Lawson. I mean, you had the outread about it by five. You had multiple blocks tonight. He kept, what Musk kept saying in the press conference, he kept giving his front court credit. It was the back court sack that he yeah, was that let him disappointed down tonight, yeah. in. A couple of things. I mean, I think this year he sort of this. I think he viewed this year a lot like the 2021 team when Jalen Tate, when Chris Likes was assumed to be the point guard, and then Jalen Tate took over, and when he got settled, the team took off. I think they thought they would just sort of figure it out as the season went along, and they'd have kind of a Jalen Tate emerge, and it just hasn't happened. As far as Matt's question about Makai Mitchell, there's nothing to suggest that Makai Mitchell can do it again. He's been very spotty here and there. Tonight was a career night for him. Played his ass off. Played as well as he has played. Can we expect two in a row like that? I don't think you can expect it. You can hope for it. Um, but I think he's just going to have to, I think Musselman's just going to have to find the guy that's playing well, especially in the post, and ride that guy uh, going forward. But like I said, when we, when we started tonight, you're going to start, I think we're starting to see the rotation finally you know, trimmed down. Brazil's going to be the eighth guy, and those are going to you know the guys we saw tonight. That's what they're going to be, what they're going to roll with. Yeah, they. I, I was curious with no Brazil if we were going to see Bay fall. I thought they at played all. better. We, we, mm-hmm. I mean, without honestly, without your best, your your perceived best player, I thought they played better as a unit. We always use the word connected. I thought they were more connected tonight, offensively and defensively, than they were with Devo and Brazil in there. Well, you just think about for or Trevin, who is again preseason. I believe first team all SC, maybe second team is one of the two. And the expectation was that he was going to take this massive jump coming off the ACL injury. Uh, and also had a sprained ankle earlier, and it just hasn't, again, panned out like we thought it would. So they, Mossman talked about last year when he got injured that they were accounting for him offensively for a good mm-hmm. chunk of sets, as they were Nick Smith. If I had to guess, guys, a good chunk of the offseason was spent on, and uh, Trevin was obviously rehabbing the ACL, but... Uh, trying to figure out where they were going to fit him and featured offensively, and he's he he didn't. Not only did did he play timid at times, but he just didn't look like he ever wanted to be that guy. Even in the Duke game, if you watch the Duke game, it was it was like fadeaways and three pointers, which he ended up shooting the ball really well, Matt. But I I just don't. I I think we over anticipated what what kind of dog he has in the sense of getting to the rim, getting the rack. Because that's just not the type of player he is, I don't think. Yeah, you know, you, he's so talented. He 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 really is. And and to to your point on the defensive side, he gets lost a little bit. He he kind of stays too close to his man sometimes. And then he'll he'll start ball ball watching and get cut. But he can he can backside block. He can come over and help. The thing that confuses me about Brazil is he he is he is a first round pick. I, I mean the NBA's a lot of it's on potential and you got to be touched by the hand of God. You know, you got to be blessed to be so, you know, you got to have the certain body type to be in the NBA and, and 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 he has that. The the thing that I I don't understand is how does he not have any type of back to the basket game? How does he not have any type of face up game? All he he doesn't have any game. Like all he has is he can float around and if and if you kind of sag off of him Sure, he can shoot shots. He has a great jump shot, but that's it. He doesn't really have a thing 
where you run for him. Like you don't run a, a play for him like you do for Graham to get him the ball on the block. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's why that's what mesmerizes me or confuses me. I guess is I, I what what is his what is his offensive game? How do you get him in the ball? Get him the ball in the right spots if it's not just an open jump shot. His game is the putback. I mean, he's yeah, great when he does. Yeah, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's kind of crafty around the basket. We see him getting all the putbacks, the rebounds. But I, Matt, you're 100 percent right. There is no back to the basket game, and at six foot ten, you have to at least have a semblance of a of a back to the basket game. It, it would help the flow, you know, because if you have him, he's so tall. He's a, he's a, an able passer. If you have some type of that 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 demands a double team in any type of way. Man, then you got cutters off the off the edge. Then you got wide open threes. Uh, it would just help the flow of the offense. And you think about like Tremont Mark, for example, still kind of playing that old school uh, mid range game type of role, but will absolutely drive and get to the rack. And um, Tremont, I don't think it's that much thicker than Trevin Brazil, and he's about four inches shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wants it more. We're, we're, we watch the season that Tremont's just like, give me the ball, I'm going to get us a bucket. And again, I I I was wrong in the off season because I thought that was a hundred percent going to be Trevin Brazil, and and I don't I, as someone that's torn my ACL, I know it takes it took me more than a year to come back and maybe a year or two before I felt fully right. But I mean, I don't know how much that's played in, or maybe again, like we've said earlier, if he just anticipated or if we anticipated well, too much from him. Do you, you think isn't he a Missouri guy? Do you think mm-hmm. this might be a thing where he's he? You think he plays this week against well, Missouri? I, I think he. I think the back and forth that he was having with not just Missouri fans but Missouri players uh, on social media. Yeah, if he can, if he can get out there, he'll be there. Yeah, I, I, I think this is one of those games that you you know you kind of get his attention, and and if it if you can't get his attention going back to Columbia. Then, then I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, and but I wonder. So you bring up, you guys both bring up good points, and I, I think about the type of game Rocket Sanders. I know different sport, but Rocket Sanders had going back to Florida, playing in front of his son and everything. Uh, does that mess up kind of the juju you built tonight by insert and assuming that he can play, uh, which we don't, we didn't necessarily get an update about him if he was out for injury and if that's the, the case. I, I don't know that I don't know that I'd, I'd trot him out there uh, to, for the opening tap. I don't think I'm going to start him. Um, play him off the bench? Uh, maybe. I think you're going to work him back in, but I, I think they found a little something, a little chemistry tonight. Roll with it. Yeah, no. I, that's what I would do. I, what do you I, think? What do you think, Matt? Do you, and, and I, I kind of like Zach's philosophy. You play him, you don't start him, or, or do you think he... I, I think again, you... It's, it's the thing that I, I think Coach Must does uh, just as good as any coach is you got to earn playing time, and so I'm with I'm Great with Zach. Point. You you don't start him, and you see you see how you feel about how engaged he is. Exactly, yeah. that's a good point. All right, we're gonna take a short break. We got one more segment of Hog Reaction coming up, presented by our friends at KC Insurance Partners. Kevin and Ricky Cowan can help with all your health, all your life insurance needs. KCInsuranceHarrison.com. That's KCInsuranceHarrison.com. One more segment coming up. Matt, Zach is dreading getting back home to his house, awaiting seven teenage girls that have probably destroyed his house. I don't envy that. The last thing I said was, please don't burn down my house. And uh, and they went, yeah, sure, no problem. Just tell them not to cook anything. Well, they made a pizza. Uh, That's dangerous. Yeah, I know. The the oven is 1,000% can be left on when you get home. But if you're going to have a fire, you want it inside the oven. That's true. You really can't start a, uh, you can't do too much damage if the fire starts there. Yeah. 
Well, it's our final segment of Hog Reaction, so whether you have parenting advice for Zach or you still have got some thoughts on this game, you can call or text us at 866-285-4005. Zach, do we have any money on this Alabama-LSU game? I do not. I had a very productive weekend. God bless yeah. Sienna for coming through for me yesterday. Sterling gave me that one. and uh, it, you know We've got the, uh, the, the games tomorrow. Sterling likes the um, he likes uh, Baltimore minus the four and uh, Ooh, San Francisco. Uh, now the line's gone to seven and a half, uh, but he likes San Francisco minus the seven and a half. Matt, I don't think I've heard your opinion on tomorrow. Who, who do you like coming out of the uh, NFC you, and AFC? You know, Ty, the, there's been two road victories so far this year in the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay got one in in Dallas, and Kansas City got one in Buffalo. I'm uh, I, I'm not a you know. If D, you want Debo Samuel to play, I think the best collection of talent, uh, if you're saying roster, would be San Francisco, especially if you say minus the quarterback. I think the two best quarterbacks uh, left are, are it, both in the AFC and, and, and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And I think uh, the, the best defense is probably Baltimore. So I'm going to have to go with the two best rosters, best defense, and go. And I, I know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback right now in the NFL but I'm going to have to go with the two home teams. Matt, I want to ask you about legacy because Lamar Jackson, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, not that he can't add to it this weekend and go to the, his fourth Super Bowl in six years, but I, I think this game means a little more to Lamar in his career. Uh, what what does it mean from the, I mean, you play the position, for a quarterback to reach his first Super Bowl, we'll see if Lamar can do it against Purdy or Jared Goff in, in two weeks, but what would that mean for him if, if he finally got over the, the basically hump of sorts? Yeah, that's it, right? To to get to a Super Bowl and win it, that that was kind of the the monkey on your back. You you look down the the list of of great quarterbacks that have played, and with John Elway made it to a couple early in his career, and then finally won one late. Uh, you, you you look at Dan Marino, never got back to one, and and I'll change the sport and look at Charles Barkley. You know, he's a guy that was one of the best ever, made it to a Finals, couldn't couldn't get past Jordan. Uh, it would be big. I, I, th- I th- it's it's one of the things too where. If you're a quarterback and you win two Super Bowls, you're a Hall of Famer, right? There's not a quarterback there, and there probably won't be a quarterback that wins two Super Bowls and not into the Hall of Fame. Matt, so one of the biggest social media trends, and I asked Brett Good this question one of the first times we had him on, was you know who who kind of gave you your your welcome to the NFL moment? For Brett, it was snapping the ball, looking up, and Julius Peppers is standing right in front of him, and you know the next thing he does, he comes up looking out out of his ear hole. Who gave you your uh, welcome to the NFL moment? Oh man, uh, that the, there was a lot of them. That was that there was. Uh, we were playing. I, for, I forget the safety. I think he was a guy from Florida State, but he played at Seattle Seahawks. And I tried to do a little wiggle, and uh, my wiggle didn't work. You know, <laughs> like uh, it was like, oh, that's that's what a, a, a professional safety is like, you know. And so yeah, they dude. The thing about the NFL is the the truth of the matter is every team has about four or five horses that are like stars. And even the guys that aren't playing, they're back. Man, they're amazing. The the guys that are that they're they're the collection of talent uh, to make it to the NFL. Those guys, I mean, the backups are good up there. It's it's you ever, a tough. You ever get tough. one of those moments where you're you're crossing the middle? You're looking for Ray Lewis. You're just looking for that five two. So we played. Hey, we played Baltimore my rookie year, and uh, Ray Ray didn't play that game. And oh. you don't think I didn't? But <laughs> thank but, goodness, Matt's like what, thank goodness. They they still had Ed Reed, but I'll tell you this, Zach, a linebacker. Uh, by the name of Zach Thomas uh-huh. uh, from Miami Dolphins. A he hit, I, Yep, I had a slant route, and I was in the slot, so I'm closer to him. 
And, man, I, I, I tell you, he hit me, and I did not want to get back up. <laughs> I asked Matt last week um, via text, uh, Matt, do you remember your first touchdown? Who threw it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was against Pittsburgh with uh, with B left, and we we played the Our, we played Pitt, we ended up winning uh, in, overtime. in overtime. Yeah, now yeah, I was yeah. disappointed. It was Byron Leftwich. It was a uh, it was just a, now the question was who did you beat for the touchdown? Well, I was in the slot, and mm -hmm. so there was it wasn't like I was manned up on some. They did blitz, but it was uh there there was a slot guy and then a safety guy, so I, I can't remember. Who was assigned to me? His name was Willie Williams. What was there. funny is I actually have the game. I, ha I have a full copy of the game. And I happened to look at it because Paul Amalu was lined up on you and he blitzed. There we go. See, and, and I knew, left yeah, which yeah. just, I mean, he took a Paul Amalu helmet right in the collarbone. And uh, and you made a nice no. little, you, you put a little wiggle on him, got around Willie Williams and made the catch. Thank goodness our friend Matt Jones did not take a helmet from Troy Paul Amalu. <laughs> you mentioned... Ed Reed, I think about that Baltimore team. You had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs oh, all at dude. one point on that team. Oh. They they were they were absolutely absolutely sick. Hey hey, w real quick, I do want to send out some love to Devo and and whatever he's going through. I, and, and Zach, you brought this up that we you know I, I want the Razorbacks to win every game, and 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 it, nothing's personal when we're talking about it, and and we're saying hey, Brazil needs to do this or whatever, and. Devo this so and you know they hear things but you just want to send out love to him and and hope that uh whatever he's going through that, that he knows he's loved and it's a basketball game and, and as a person that man we got his back and we want him to be healthy and well yeah i i think a, a lot of fans echo your, your sentiment Matt, when it comes to Devonte davis who's been as important a piece in this last three years that arkansas has made the NCAA tournament is anybody so Kind of like Matt, Devo, whatever you're going through, buddy. Hope it's uh, okay. Hope to see you back on the team. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 can't, I don't think I can add anything more than that, Zach. No, and, and, and again, there's going to be, because we live in the social media age and there's no consequences anymore, you're going to see a bunch of people rush to judgment about what, uh, you know, what the issue is. And none of us will know and none of us probably will know uh, what, what the issue was. But, Must uh, had to refer to the email about, six times during the press right and, and that's time. that's about all that you can do is it, the the university is not going to comment on it you can ask the question the statement is what it is and you know you hope the best for the young man but you know at at some point you've got to you know from, from a basketball i mean it's still a business this they got a game coming up yeah at some point they've got to you know hit the dividing line say okay he's not with us right now we're going to move forward and that's what you hope is that they you know in a business like manner move forward Speaking of moving forward, uh, we're going to move on from tonight's program. Matt, appreciate you joining us, staying up late with us tonight, and uh, it's been a good one, buddy. Hey, y yes, sir, fellas. Man, I always enjoy working with you guys. It was a good one. All right, Matt Jones, again, former Arkansas Razorback, not just a quarterback, but quite a basketball player as well. Zach, I've tried to get him to play a little pickup with us, and <laughs> Matt Matt told me directly, it's like, Tom, just a half-court guy, man. I'm not running up and down anymore. <laughs> he is – um. It, it was funny. The um, I, and I know Matt, Matt hate me telling this, but um, uh, one of one of his very good friends is the uh, the head basketball coach over at Springdale, and doing Springdale games. And I've gotten to know Jeremy Price very very well. And Matt to this day, Matt is very um, self deprecating when it comes to certain things, um, particularly his athletic ability. He's one of the best athletes to ever come out of the state, but he's incredibly self deprecating when it comes to that. And he likes to you know point out that Jeremy was the best basketball player that Matt ever played against. And uh, and he'll say that you know about the quarterback spot. A good friend of mine, Zach Clark, he'll say if Zach had been able to run the midline option, Matt would have been a receiver at Arkansas. But you know, thank God Zach Clark was slow, and uh, and and we got Matt for a couple of years at the at the quarterback spot. 
but uh, yeah, he's uh, Matt. Matt, I've I've give, gotten him the opportunity to go run with our guys over there, and I mean, we got a we got a couple dudes over there that can go. And, uh, you know, they'd see this old guy walk in, you know, kind of go, eh, you know, the old dude's here. And then all of a sudden, bam, cooking. <laughs> yeah, that, cooking. he becomes Matt Jones again. Six straight or whatever. This yeah. is just the, the competitive instinct. You mentioned his self-deprecating. Yeah, it's not braggadocious at all. Mm-hmm. We'd rather talk about the, the games or the plays that he wishes he's had back than did. So we're lucky to have him, not just as a former Razorback, but as a teammate here on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Monday is going to be interesting. I, I'm really curious to see the reaction on, the morning rush, halftime, Ruskin and Zach taking away, because we're going to get more of it come Monday. More people will have time to kind of figure out what they think. You know what? About this I think game. tonight we got actually a pretty good indication. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot of, there wasn't a lot of hand wringing, a lot of, um, you know, banging on the desk. Um, I think people were satisfied with the effort, which is all that the people have been asking for, fans yeah. have been asking for for the last, you know, month. Just show us something, show us you care. And, you know, the, the nine guys that, that played tonight, Play their ass off. Yeah. Um, you know, they just just not talented enough. Oh, I love this music so much. <laughs> it's now the uh, official theme song of the Big Ten. Yeah, and uh, oh, it's a good uh, it's a good piece of music. Unfortunately, will not be featured with SEC football any, anymore. Again, we appreciate everyone joining us tonight here on Hog Reaction. ESPN Arkansas on HitThatLine.com. Presented by our friends at KC Insurance Partners. Maybe... I don't know how this is possible. Maybe you're unfamiliar with our programming. We've got three local shows. One's from 6 to 9. It's the Morning Rush. One's halftime 11 to 2 with Matt Jones, who you just heard. And then the other guy here with me, Zach Mm. Arnes, with Derek Ruskin from 2 to 7. So if you don't want Chuck Barrett. That afternoon show. That afternoon show. That that afternoon show. Chuck Barrett and Tommy Kraft also with me in the morning. So that's going to do it for us. Everyone have a safe rest of the weekend, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. Mutter talk on Monday morning at 6 a.m. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.